hello, hello. It is Thursday, the last Thursday in September. And I am so excited that you have joined me once here and again. You know, it's your girl. I am Pernessa Seal, the founder and the CEO of The Bomb in Gilead. And I'm just feeling blessed and highly, highly, highly favored today because I am. It's not just a feeling. It is a knowing that I am just blessed. Oh, and highly favored. And guess what? And so are you. Walk in your blessing. Walk in your highly favoredness. Yes, indeed. It's Thursday. And I'm bringing you all the joy that I have. Everybody say, what? Joy. Mm-hmm. Joy, joy, and more joy. Back to be on the pod. Hit the bomb in Gilead. We are excited because we are marching. We are marching to the ninth annual Healthy Churches 2030 Conference. Yep, it's going to be virtual. It's going to come to you right where you are in your home, at work, wherever your computer is, wherever your phone is, wherever your iPad is, however you get your technology. Healthy Churches is coming to you. I want to thank those of you who took who took uh, uh, advantage of our uh, opening promotion. You all, six over 600 of you all, God took advantage of that promotion. And now we want you, we want each of you to go out and make sure that you tell somebody, you know, help, help us get a group of 100 people. Registration for 100 people is $30. And of course, you can just go ahead and pay an individual registration for $75. But we need some soldiers out there. We need some soldiers who are going to say, you know what? I'm going to get 100 people to register for $30 for Healthy Churches Conference. Because if you've been to this conference before, you know that you don't want to miss it. And you know you want to share it with everybody. We got a lineup. Yes, indeed. We will not let you down this year. We are excited. Yes, indeed. Now, I know you want me to tell you a little bit who's going to be there, right? I know you do. Well, I'll give you a little peek. I'll give you a little peek. Because I want you to really get each of you, each all 600 of you who took advantage of that $21 promotion, I want you to go out and get 100 people, a group rate of $30, okay? Call the office. You know, Keisha, you know my girl Keisha, she is standing by. You can call her. You know the, uh, the Bomb and Gilead's office number. You can email her. You can go to our website, healthychurches2030.org. We need your help because this conference is for you and the community, and we want everybody to take advantage of it. That's why we keep the price down at $30 for a group, and individual registration is only $75. But guess what? Our featured speaker, you know, every year we have the State of Black Health, and this year, Dr. Thema Bryant is giving the keynote speaker. Uh, out, she's the president-elect of the American Psychological Association. Yes, indeed. And our opening preacher is Reverend Dr. Marcus Cosby, the senior pastor of Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church, Houston, Texas. 
And our closing preacher is Reverend Dr. Danielle Brown, the senior pastor of Shiloh Baptist Church, Plainfield, New Jersey. And one, 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 one of our special guests is gospel. Mm-mm, I'm wrong. Nope. One of our special artists is Grammy award-winning artist and mental health advocate, Lecrae. Absolutely. He's, the brother's not singing. He's not rapping. You know, he's a Christian rapper. But we are introducing transformational hours. And Lecrae is going to be one of our transformational speakers. So we are excited. We are excited. Go to the website. You'll see some others. You'll see some other stars who are coming to be with us to bring you all that they have. Yep. They are going to be bringing you all that they have because we are where public health and faith come together to rise us up, to lift us up, to live our best life, Mm -hmm. to live our best life. You don't want to miss it. November 14th through the 17th, it's going to be virtual. It is coming to you wherever you are. Everybody say what? Joy, 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 and more joy. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. It's Thursday. And if it's Thursday, it's Dr. P. And she is on the pod. Well, my special guest today is Quanisha McCruz, and I'm excited about uh, my guest today. She is known down there in Houston as the community queen. <laughs> you know, I got to sing about queens. In Houston, she is a certified community health worker. For today, she is the co-founder of the Sickle Cell Association of Houston. She's a warrior to the core. Uh, Ms. McCruz leads from the heart and is inspiration for the birthing of the Sickle Cell Association of Houston. I'm so excited. I'm, she, my sister has a vision, a vision. It has been her leadership and insight that has shaped much of the organization's infrastructure and stakeholder relations. She brings firsthand experience and expertise along with overseeing more than 50% of the Sickle Cells Association's operations. Yes, indeed. I am excited to have the community queen of Houston. I am excited to be talking about Sickle Cell today because September this month is Sickle Cell Awareness Month. And you know, I'm sure everybody listening knows someone with sickle cell. It is uh, one of those conditions that we, the Black people, we just carry it. Uh, My sister, welcome, community queen. Welcome to the pod. Hi, thank you for having me. 
Absolutely. So I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. Tell us about your vision, how you got started with the Sickle Cell Association of Houston and tell us about Sickle Cell. I know I just want you to talk to us, girl. Tell you, I know that you are an advocate for sickle cell. You're living with sickle cell. You have children with the trait. Girl, I'm giving you the mic. Go for it. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start with the first question. Um, the Sickle Cell Association of Houston, um, it was co-founded by me and my mother. And um, honestly, we just noticed that living in Houston, Texas is a very, very big city, but there was no one advocating for us. Um, long story short, I was being mistreated in the hospitals. Um, I was seen as drug seeking when I was having a very, very serious crisis. And I was on the verge of having a stroke. And the doctors were not seeing these signs because they were not being properly educated. And so I you told my mom the story as to, you know, what happened and being mistreated. And she, you know, said, we need to do something about this. We, you know, at the time we're looking for an organization and did not see one. So we decided to start our own. And it's, you know, kind of like who's who's better to educate and tell the story than someone that's living and experiencing these problems. So that's how the organization got started. And uh, we started the organization in 2014. So um, it's been eight years. And um, we're still, as you see, we're still going, still pushing. <laughs> That's phenomenal. And I know, you know, as someone with vision and who starts an organization, I just want to, you know, um, congratulate you and let you know that it's a good thing and you just keep on keeping on. You know, um, tell us about, you know, sickle cell, you know, uh, as an advocate, what do you want our listeners to know about this disease? You've been living with this disease. Um, tell us about it. The okay. good, the bad, and the ugly, if you would like. If you would like. Okay. Um, so for starters, I just want, and these are just a few common facts, but these are things that people do not know. And I still get asked this till this day. Uh, people ask, what is sickle cell disease? How did you catch sickle cell disease? Is it contagious? Um, no, sickle cell disease is not contagious. Sickle cell disease is something that you are born with. Um, one in 12 African-Americans carry the sickle cell trait in their genes. This is something that is genetically passed down. Um, also, for those who do not know what sickle cell disease is, sickle cell basically is a red blood cell disorder. Your red blood cells, they contain uh, hemoglobin, a protein that carries oxygen. And when they are traveling through your vessels from big and small, Sometimes a person with sickle cell disease, that hemoglobin is abnormal and it has a crescent shape, kind of like a, a sickle, you know. And when they turn into that shape, they're very hard, they're sticky, they're rigid, and they're no longer flowing through your red blood vessels in a healthy manner. That will cause um, excruciating pain because it's a buildup in your, in your red blood cell. It causes excruciating pain. It can be anywhere from your from 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 literally your your head, which is why I say signs of stroke. Um, I've had pain in my arms, pain in my legs, pain in my back. 
uh, pain in my waist to the point where I couldn't even walk. Like I had to be hospitalized for two weeks at a time because I was in a crisis for that long because of extreme pain. So, you know, when someone tells you that they have sickle cell and that they're in pain, you know, this is not just the normal, you know, pinch or just something, you know, that you probably experienced. Um, a lot of people with sickle cell go through horrendous, torturous pain. And sometimes it can just last for days or weeks on end. And it's, it's unfortunate. We do not have a cure for it, but we do have medications that can, you know, help with the pain until it's gone. So tell us about, um, you know, thank God you survived all the, you know, the medical trauma uh, that you have, uh, you've been with. And, you know, what what are some of the what are some of the barriers that you find, you know, in doing this work in the in the community? What are some of the the myths that you really encounter, you know, every day in this work? Um, some of the myths and and I'll give you a few of them. Some of them is, uh, you know, the, the, the pain can't be that bad, which is what I was saying earlier. Um, there are times where the pain is honestly it's undescribable. There's been times where. I felt like someone was hitting me with like a baseball bat, like it's like just full force. That's what it felt like. Mm. I've had pain where I had like shocks in my hands. I felt like I was being like electrocuted. I don't know that. And that happened to me twice, but it just felt like extreme shocks in my body. One time in my hands, one time in my spine. Um, recently I, um, I, I, I have, I have a son. He's one and a half years old. After I had him, I developed avascular necrosis. Um, that's something common with sickle cell disease. Uh, people, you get it in age, and they'll have to replace your your joints, your hips, uh, maybe knees, shoulders. I had both of my hips replaced. And uh, because of bef- when I developed avascular necrosis, I was not getting any, this is what it is, I wasn't getting any blood flow um, to my hips. I was getting bone damage in the area and they had to replace them before replacing them though. I was having so much pain in my hips that I could not walk. I could not put any weight on my legs, on my hips. I could not stand. I could not move. I was living in a wheelchair for about a year until I got my surgery. And um, that was one of the scariest things that I, I was I was worried about it at the time, but once I got the surgery, I wasn't scared anymore. It was it was um, it was spring. I, I have not been in pain since I had that surgery, but going in beforehand, I was a little nervous. But not being in pain because of that was something that it was just a lot of weight off of my shoulders and for my family too. Um, a lot of the times, like I said, the pain it can just be constant. Mm-hmm. And I just tell people a lot of times, like, what you think, like, if, I don't know, I'm going to ask you a question. What's the most painful thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I don't think any of my pain can can compare to what, <laughs> to what you're talking about. That's for sure. You know, yeah, you know pain, pain, so, pain, pain is pain. Mental pain, physical pain, a lot heartache of pain. Say- you know, but I, I cannot imagine the pain that, you know, that you live with with sickle cell. 
Yeah, a lot of people say the most painful thing they've ever been through is either been broken a bone or they will say having a baby. And I've had I have two kids. I have an eight year old and one and a half year old. And those things did not compare at all to my sickle cell pain. And I'm just like, well, y'all complaining about this. It's just like y'all would not be able to handle sickle cell at all. But um, that that is the ugly truth about it. And some people just don't understand that people think, oh, I don't see her crying or, you know, she must not be in that pain if she's sitting there in silence. Well, you know, your body you kind of build a little bit of tolerance to the pain because you've been through it so many times. But at the same time, you do have a breaking point to where enough is enough. Mm. And you get to the point, you you never want to be in pain to where you're screaming and crying, but it will get that way. And it can get to the point where you, you know, might have to call and have extra help. I'm fortunate to have help. Uh, my parents, grandparents, and, and my fiance, they help me all the time when I'm in those crises, but it, it is tough. So can you talk a little bit about the treatment? You know, we have come a long way when, um, you know, when we're, when we're talking about treating sickle cell. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so again, just... For everyone to know, there is not an actual cure for sickle cell disease. Um, they do have it where you can still get a bone marrow transplant, but that's not something that will work for everybody. And it's something that you have to do research on and see if you qualify for that. Um, a lot of those for a... Uh, to have a bone marrow transplant, you have to have a match. And I'm just giving y'all just short, long, I guess, long story short. But you have to have a match and you have to make sure you're in a good um, in a good place and, and healthy enough to take the uh, bone marrow and, and to have that transplant. And um, like I said, that's just something that you can do, but it's something that you will need to talk to with your physician. I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to, you know, say I recommend this or take this. It's just something that you can do after you talk with your doctor. Um, one drug that's out there is uh, hydroxyurea. And with hydroxyurea, it makes your red blood cells bigger. It helps them stay a little more rounder and more flexible and less likely to turn to the sickle shape. But again, Taking the drug, it helps, but it will not stop you from going into a um, a sickle cell crisis. So a lot of the drugs that we have here, they help, but they will not, you know, fully cure you. It's just something that you can take and it can lessen the sickle cell crises that you have. That's that's it. So mm. you can go from having it every three months to, you know, every nine months or so. That's it. But it's not going to just completely stop it. So t t thank you for that. You know, and mm -hmm. I know I probably kind of put you on the spot and because I know oh, that you are okay. not you are you are not a medical doctor. But thank you, you know, for sharing that. Tell us about. You know, talk with us a little bit about your children. You, you have two children and both of them have have the trait. Um, how is, you know, living with the trait for your kids? Um, so with them having a sickle cell trait, they do not have any, um, they, they don't have any sickle cell problems. I just want to clarify that when you carry the trait, it does not mean you have sickle cell disease. This is not the same thing. Um, just carrying that trait, 
is just saying that you carry that gene and you are likely to pass it down to somebody else. Um, for example, um, my mother and my father, they both had sickle cell traits. And when two parents have the trait, there's a 25% chance that your child can have sickle cell disease. And I was that 25% chance. So you can have 25% can be disease, 50% can be sickle cell trait. Another 25 or the rest of that 25%, you can have normal genes and not carry the trait at all. <laughs> because I have sickle cell disease and my uh, fiance, he does not. Both of the kids, they um, just have sickle cell trait because I have the strong sickle cell disease trait and he has normal genes. So they were going to have trait regardless. Yes. You know, we're always running out of time here on the pod. And I am just so honored and blessed. And um, every adjective I can um, spend to say that, you know, thank you for coming on the pod and just sharing, sharing your world, uh, sharing your world with us. And we we truly uh, bless you, bless your work, um, bless your all that you do to bring awareness of sickle cell disease in our community. Uh, I want to give you the opportunity, whatever you think you may want to say to the to the listeners today. Uh, what would be your parting words to the family uh, today? Well, I would like to say thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be uh, on the podcast with you. And um, anybody that would like any more information on um, sickle cell disease or um, if you if you live in Houston as well, if you live in Houston and you want more information, please go to our website at uh, sicklecellhouston.org. And on that website, you can find um, almost anything that you need to know from sickle cell disease. Um, if you would like to become an advocate, um, if you need any uh, help or assistance, I can help with that. I do help people find um, physicians, doctors. I do um, medical transportation for those. Houston is a very big city. Sometimes, you know, your car might be in the shop or you might not have one at all. And everyone is scattered here. And it literally, it could take an hour for you to get from one end of Houston to the other. So if you need a ride to your doctor's appointments, we do provide that. Um, we also have some events coming up. We just finished our sickle cell walk um, September 17th. And um, starting next year, I will have my symposium and Texas conference. So you know, if y'all would like to come and join, please do so. Um, again, our website is sicklecellhouston.org. All right, sicklecellhouston.org. Sicklecellhouston.org. Thank you so much, my sister. God Thank bless you. you. And show enough, you are certainly highly highly favored. Family, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go so we can get Thursday out the way and head on to Friday. Now, you know, you can get this podcast any day of the week, any time of day. You know someone who want to hear this, send it to them. Send it to them. Any podcast that you've ever heard, you can go to the website, bombandgilead.org and find that podcast and listen to it over and over and over again. So please, Please continue to listen and share these podcasts uh, every single 
time that you can. We just want to, we are committed. We are committed to bringing you the best of the best. I want to give a shout out to my team, my team at the Bomb and Gilead, everybody. I'm not going to start calling names because you know what happens when we call names, but I want to give a shout out to the entire Bomb and Gilead team that they are working. I mean, they are putting it in, making sure that everything is going to be all right for you for the ninth annual Healthy Churches Conference, making sure that we're doing all that we're doing, running running our peripheral artery uh, disease awareness campaign in Chicago. I mean, we we got some stuff going on. And sisters, if you hopefully you have received a menopause survey, you know, black women's experience with menopause is different from white women's experience with menopause. So the Balm and Gilead, we are engaged in a survey because we want to help. We want to help the medical industry understand that black women, ha, we are unique. We, we want to be in this study. We want to be in this study because we want you not to give us, when we go to the doctor, you prescribe what's good for white women. We want you to give us what's good for what? The black sisters, okay? So if you have that survey from the Bomb and Gilead, our sisters who are 40 to 69, please, 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 please share it so that we can get as many sisters taking that survey. It'll probably take you about 15 minutes. Took me about 10, 15 minutes uh, to do that survey because it is so, so, so very important. You know what? There is nothing like a bomb in Gilead. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. We'll see you next week. We got to go because we got to get back here next week and we got a lot to do to prepare you for the ninth annual Healthy Churches 2030 conference, November 14th through the 17th. Ah, yes, indeed. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Joy! Hey, gotta go. See ya.